Welcome to the Lost Sierra Stories podcast, produced by the Sierra Institute for Community and Environment. My name is Nina Martin, the Communications Coordinator at Sierra Institute, and your host for this podcast. We wanted to start this podcast to capture stories about the resiliency and challenges facing people in our rural area during COVID-19, both to capture this time in history and to keep us connected as a community. Today we hear an interview from Danielle Fred, who is a Quincy Junior Senior High School 7th through 12th art teacher and PE instructor. Danielle is also a mom to two little ones and brings a lot of honesty and humor to this interview about the real struggles of what it means to be an art teacher during this time of COVID-19 and the rapid remote and virtual learning that had to take place. We hope you enjoy this interview and just remember that you can find us on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify. So how are you? I am just trying to keep it all together. <laughs> be be happy, be healthy. Everything's going to be okay. Looking, trying to look on the bright side of things. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing okay as well. I mean, things are definitely strange. I don't have as hard of a job as you though, because I'm only really responsible for myself. You have a family and you have students you're responsible for. So are you able to do art online? Are you, I mean, how, I don't know how you can really do PE. I have been able to provide them, art students with some resources and some encouragement and some like inspiration and introduce them to a couple of artists while we've been away. And I created a um, online virtual art gallery tour scavenger hunt, which is actually really cool through Google arts and culture. You can connect to galleries around the world and like virtually walk through them and look at artwork up really close. So I created a scavenger hunt for them to do that assignment and then share with share out what they find. But like, I mean, I can do it and I can, I can, we can definitely do art dist from a distance. Anybody can, but it just needs to be more structured and set up and planned out. And, you know, like I just check out, check out of supplies, I suppose. What kind of for you was some of the the first things that were kind of going through your head? Yeah, I mean, I've just been thinking all my head's just been all over the place with this all this whole time. And it's like, yeah, do I how much energy resources do I want to do I put into this? Who can who can access it? What do I do for those who can't? their kids are stressed out and they're not really motivated and it's like totally understandable. And I I just, I mean, I'm fine at home. Like I'm okay with my family. I'm I'm happy to be with my 19 month old and I'm happy to be home with my um, almost five-year-old daughter. And my husband was home. He actually started going back to work this week, but he was home. Uh, We were, we're all working from home for eight weeks and it's fine. It was it was great having my husband home because then I could focus more on school, you know, and I could be really energetic and excited about this and spin it and it could be great and and, and yeah, we'll make it work. It'll it, you know, it'll be a learning for everybody, a learning curve for everybody and I have great thoughts and resources and ideas, but like, I just don't know what's on the kids' ends. I'm not getting much participation. I'm not getting much production of artwork. For a few weeks there, it was supplemental. So there was no grading right after school closed. It was like three weeks of supplemental providing them with work and plans. And then these last five weeks are graded, but we have the whole shift in the the grading policy right 
right now and the hold harmless. And I'm not bringing students' grades down. We have the option to put a zero or NA in our grade books for incomplete assignments. And it's like, I'm just doing NA. I don't. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that that's, it's important because I think what you're saying is A, this was just sprung on everyone, right? And teachers, the district, students, parents, I mean, everybody. I mean, this wasn't, nobody wanted this. This wasn't the expectation, which makes it really different because it's not that you can't do art online. It's that nobody signed up to do art online, right? (laughs) Right, right, right. And we, I mean, we were, it was literally like, there was no closure. I have, there's, there's handfuls of students who I haven't talked to since March 13th. And it's just this whole screen stuff is just weird. You know, I mean, I like technology and everything, but like the Zooms are just very inter- impersonal. They feel very, in, not very genuine. You have, they have, kids have the option to have the black screen with just their names. I can't even see them. There's, there were, you know, there, there's, bare, there's minimal interaction. I'm definitely trying, trying to keep my assignments easy. I don't know about easy, but like, simple and consistent and i'm not i'm not coming up with a bunch of new i new ideas because i'm not getting much turned in right so what let so for what you are doing can you can you kind of take me through what that does look like at least now that you you do have to do some grading so what would like a normal typical day look like so what I what I have done in art is, um, and we started using the Google Classroom in the right when school started in September or August, and um, I also started using digital portfolios with my high school students this year. So they've been documenting their artwork and their progress over the year, over the year, and I've had them um, take a picture and turn turn their work into their portfolio. So that and then I just grade that, and I so that's great. We have that established, and so. On Mondays, I will, I have been posting a new prompt or an assignment for art and it's resources that they could have at home. I'm doing a couple of menu, menu, art menus. I've done a couple of menus for them to choose. And I, but I tell them like anything you create, please turn it in and I'll give you credit for anything that you're doing right now to respond to all this and to cope with all of this. I showed them, um, I made a slideshow presentation about artist uh, Andy Goldsworthy and connected a couple of video links for them to watch. And he's an artist that works in nature and again, doc, photograph, document your work and turn it in. Are you finding that any of the students are using art as a coping mechanism? I mean, they're trying to create to express themselves during this time or? Yeah, I have a few. Mm -hmm. They're um, just been, they've been painting and drawing in their sketchbooks and sharing, sharing that with me. Yes, there's a few and there's a, there's a few, even a few more that um, come to Zooms, my weekly Zoom class meetings and just check in and chat and kind of hang out, even if they haven't really produced any artwork. Um, We talk about how they're doing in other other classes and good number of them are feeling over overwhelmed right now in other classes it's just hard for everybody it's hard I want to do art but it's like hard for me to set myself up here at home with my babies running around I had to hide myself in my bathroom lock myself in the bathroom yesterday at 8 30 in the morning so that I could zoom with my second period class <laughs> and they wouldn't and they wouldn't hear Brayden screaming because he wanted to just like play with my computer you know and be on my zoom and touch buttons and I had to go lock myself in my bathroom and then my and then at 12 15 for my other art class my middle schoolers Braden was kind of at the tail end of his nap 
And so I went out back with my computer and I was like, I gotta be really quiet. You know, Braden's sleeping. So hi everybody, how you doing? And I go to sit down and I break a chair for everybody. And it was so embarrassing. And I was like, oh my God, no, these zooms are just not working out. It's just not, I'm not set up at home right. to do this in between diaper changes and naps and stuff. Right. Of course. I mean, yeah, that's, I, I think, I mean, as far as anyone who doesn't have kids, I think we're all thinking that, like, how how can you do this if you have a small little human, you know, trying to get your attention all the time? You know, I don't know. So I, I totally feel for you. You know, and I'm such a perfectionist, like in the classroom, I just want to be good at what I'm doing. And I always like, take my work, take my thoughts home and think about my students at the end of the day. And I can't, you know, have a hard time, you know, leaving it in the classroom and like just wanting to do better and like reevaluate. And I just, I can't, I'm not beating myself up like that right now. Like, and it is what it is. Right. It's true. Yeah. You can't, you can't yourself. I mean, it sounds like you're doing the best you can, which, and I think what I'm hearing is that you recognize that your students are so overwhelmed and overburdened and they have so much going on in their home life and their emotional states, especially seniors, you know, graduating, like this is it for them. Like what a kind of traumatic way to end things with no goodbyes and stuff. So you want to make sure that you're being intentional about what the workload you're adding to students. And so I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And just like hear what they have to say and they don't have to they don't have to show up and, and they don't have to, they, you know, they, they, their year could have ended March 13th for them. Rightfully so. Like we didn't jump into this as mandated, blah, 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 like obviously. And I think, but I think that that had an impact on it. When you do talk to students, what are their main things that they're talking about? What are they experiencing? Like, what are you hearing them say? They, they're not saying a mu- They're not saying much. They're, it's so weird. It's uncomfortable for I, I think a lot of students, it's weird. I know my first Zoom right after this all happened, my first time ever on Zoom, first couple of times, you know, it's like, I didn't like it. And it was weird. And, but then you get used to it. The quiet ones that were always quiet in the classroom, like they're still quiet. And the, the class clowns and stuff, the ones that we love with all of our heartstrings are just, in my experience, they're, they're, they're not showing up and they're not clowning around anymore. It's just sad. I just don't feel like there's like this lively feeling interaction, not even with staff. It's very bleak and dismal. And, you know, I just miss my humans, my humans. I miss my hugs and my face-to-face conversations and interactions and even the discipline every day that in PE that was driving me nuts all year and hard to hard to get control over 50 kids. I miss my 50 kids in the gym. Right. How interesting. I'm sure you could have never imagined that this, you know, group of rowdy kids you would end up (laughs) really missing and wishing you could see. So yeah, that's pretty interesting. Well, thank you so much for just taking the time to share your experience and just be really honest and raw with you know, how it's been for you. And I hope that uh, whatever the fall holds, that it can be a little bit better. The Sierra Institute for Community and Environment is a nonprofit located in Taylorsville, California, in the eastern Sierras of Plumas County. The Sierra Institute for Community and Environment's mission is to promote healthy and sustainable forests and watersheds by investing in the well-being of rural communities 
and strengthening their participation in natural resource decision-making and programs. If you have a story to share, please contact us by emailing me, Nina Martin, at admin, admin, at sierrainstitute.us or calling 530-927-9621.